I want to talk to you uh, from the subject called blood benefits. I want to talk to you from the subject called blood benefits. Now, this is, this is interesting that this is hot off the press, that I would be sharing this with you tonight. Wife and I were up this morning after prayer and um, after our brief meditation time, we just started talking and helping her navigate through a few things at work, helping her navigate through a few things at her job. She's a senior manager. And we were talking about um, the hiring process. And of course, because of my experience, my managerial experience over the last uh, you know, 19 years in a certain industry, my wife knows I'm familiar with that process all too well. And she was saying, yeah, well, babe, what do we do when we want to offer someone a job and we're already at the, t- the high end of the salary or we've capped out with how much we can pay them? We've capped out with how much we can give. I said, well, what benefits do you offer? You know, if, if you have already hit the top of that salary and you've given them as much as you can, What else can you offer somebody? What else does your company have that you can highlight that would be more appealing to that person? Because you and I both know that money is not everything. Sometimes the money is good. You can max out. But then there are some jobs that offer you flexibility. There are some jobs that offer you vacation hours that are more. There are some jobs that will pay for gym memberships. There are some jobs that will pay. They'll have you paying a reduced amount for health care. Depending on what you do and what you need, there may be some added benefits. And when I was talking to Try about this, she said, oh, wow, you know what? I've talked about the benefits package, but I don't know how deep I can go into it. And I said, babe, you can go into all parts of it. The only way that you can really go into all parts of it, though, is you have to know that these benefits are really available. The only way that you can know that these benefits are available is you have to read up about them. You have to dig. You have to go into the benefits yourself. You have to make sure that you have a clear understanding. It's amazing to me how many of us are walking around with health care, with this benefit of health care that we pay for, whether it's monthly, whether it's biweekly, or whether it's weekly, we pay for this thing called health care. We pay for health insurance, and we don't even take advantage of it. There's folks that are walking around who got to do like this, and they squinting, and they getting real close, and they got to take off their glasses, then put on their glasses, then they got to look, and they can't figure it out. Oh, I can't see this. Can you look at this for me? And they have health care. They have vision coverage, but they will not go to the doctor and take advantage of that benefit. It's like, what in the world? You have insurance. Go take advantage. Go get that checked out. People who are leaning in, you're saying, are they, you're talking to them and you're trying to talk at a regular tone. You're like, huh, huh, every night, huh, I can't hear you. I can't make out what you're saying. You have health insurance. Why wouldn't you go to the ear, nose, and throat doctor? Why wouldn't you go and get this figured out? See if somebody can help you. No, you'd rather, you'd rather lean in. You'd rather struggle as opposed to taking advantage of the benefit that you have. Well, some folks are not taking full advantage of the benefit because, one, they don't know they have it. Two, they don't know their copay. And the other part of it is they, they're just not aware. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, who goes to do that? Who does this? Who does that? You have to know and have a good understanding of the benefits that are offered. One thing I was telling her about also, I was telling my wife, I said, you know what, babe? You should also let them know what is the waiting time for benefits, you know? Sometimes back in the day, you'd have to wait 90 days. Pretty much nowadays, folks are hiring you, and at the end of your 30 days, your benefits start. Or day one, your benefits will start with your hire date. Just depends on, they don't wait for open enrollment, you're able to get in right away. Just depends on who you're working for. There are benefits that are offered to you up front. However, 
if we do not have an understanding of the benefit, it will be very hard for us to take advantage of the benefit. And here it is, as we as believers, we have to understand there are some benefits that we are just not taking advantage of. There are some benefits that we are just not aware of. There's just some benefits that we don't know that we have. There are just some benefits that we just don't know about. We got all excited about Easter and oh my God, our pastor has been on fire. And the last message about death, being able to conquer death through faith and how, you know, he did the whole demonstration. Oh, we're excited. We're on fire. And pastor just showed us the benefit of a connection of Christ and what our faith would do for us and where it can pull us out of and where it can take us to. And sometimes we get all excited about the, the high vision of benefit, but we don't really take the time to say, okay, you know what? Let me dig a little deeper. Let me go a little bit further into the this benefit. Let me see what else is, what else can God free me from? What else can God do for me? What other benefits have I not taken advantage of? And I was thinking about that when I was talking with my wife about the benefits. And I was, uh, had been studying for this some time ago, but really this morning kind of trying to figure out how to bring it home. I was like, God, what is it with us that we will not take the time to dig and see what benefits you have? So I had to, in turn, change my question, not figure out, God, why don't we research what benefits we have? I had to say, you know what, God, what benefits do we have? And I started digging all over. I got into my, one of my old Bibles, my first Bible that I received as a teenager. I got a Thompson Chain reference Bible, and I opened up my old blue Bible. If you see that blue Bible, you know God really speaking to me. I opened up my blue Bible, and I started going on to look at some of the benefits that we have in tonight. What I want to do in the time that I have remaining, I'm going to try to give you seven benefits, seven blood benefits, all right? We're talking about blood benefits. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no opportunity. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no redemption. So as gory as it is, Christ dying on the cross, there is a benefit for us because he died. Had he not died, we would not be free. Had he not died, we wouldn't have a right to the tree of life. Had he not been wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement upon of, of and the chastisement of our peace been upon him, we wouldn't be healed because the Bible says it's with his stripes that we were healed. He was beat so that we could be healed. The crown of thorns placed in his head. The Bible says out of his side comes blood and water. All of those blood Blood sacrifices became benefits for us, all right? And the first benefit that we have, the first blood benefit I'm going to give you tonight is justification, all right? When you think about justification, the Bible says that we are justified through faith. We're talking about justification. We're talking about being saved. We're talking about justification. Here's a simple definition I have for you. To declare free from guilt or shame. To be declared free from guilt and shame. So the first, the first blood benefit I have is that I'm justified. I am free. I am no longer guilty. You can no longer hold that over my head. You can no longer hold me hostage to a sin that was about to kill me. You can no longer hold me hostage to a thought that wasn't of God. You will no longer hold me hostage to what was because now I've been justified through my faith. Because you know why? Because Romans 10 and 17 says, so faith didn't come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I heard the word of God. My faith was 
was ignited, and now I'm justified. I heard the word of God. I took heed to the word of God. I believe in the word of God, and I will not let you make me feel shamed again. The Bible says it like this. There is now, therefore, no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Once I receive, according to Romans 8, I know I'm getting into it. This makes me happy. This, this excites me, y'all. We're talking about the blood and salvation and the promises of God. This thing really gets me excited. When you think about that, that we are saved by faith, Romans 10 and 9. For now we are saved by faith through grace. If you just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus has raised himself from the dead, you shall be saved. I believe that in my heart that I'm justified. I'm saved. And you know what? I can no longer be held hostage to guilt or shame. The word atone, atonement, atone is the root word of atonement, and that means to cover. Atone means to cover. Everything, every drop of blood that came out of my Savior's body covers every sin, every wrong. His blood covers my home. His blood covers my children. His blood covers my mind, my body, and my thought process. It's his blood. I remember back in the day, we were growing up, oh, the blood of Jesus. We would plead the blood. And I know many people have make, made fun of it and they make light of it. And even now, I have to get my children. I got to remind them. I, don't, I can't tell you what to do with your children. I can't tell you how, but I'm telling you what works for me and my house and in my home. I, I plead the blood. I walk up and down that house pleading the blood. The more my children grow up, the more they become indiv individuals, independent. I have to plead the blood that much more. And there are times when I just walk in and I just start pleading the blood. I open the garage, I walk in, I just start pleading the blood. And I'm saying, Lord, the blood, cover my home. Your sacrifice, your blood sacrifice tells me that now I have access to tell you to cover. I have access to speak those things that are not as though they already are. And if things are chaotic, I'm going to call the blood to it. So I'm sharing with you, if you're in this chat tonight and you're like, I remember that, you need to type there right now, the blood cover, the blood cover. Don't you be ashamed of it. Don't let anyone make you feel silly for doing it, but you keep on declaring the blood of Jesus, the blood cover me, the blood cover me. We used to pray. I don't know if anybody remember this. We used to get in the car to go on a trip. The first thing we did before we pulled off we prayed. We had prayer. We would pray. If we were just going up the street, we'd start praying. But if we were going out of town, forget about it. We'd be praying. You'd almost have to yank the driver in because we'd go in in prayer because we're believing God that his blood would cover justification to be declared free from guilt or shame and the blood being that thing that covers. All right, number two, I got to hurry up here. Number two, we're talking about regeneration. Another blood benefit is regeneration. Regeneration, simply meaning to be born again. Regeneration, to be born anew from above, to be born again and to be born anew. Oh my God, regeneration. You mean to tell me my old filthy garments, my old. The Bible says that my righteousness is as a filthy rags. But the thing I started with tonight, if you remember, I opened up talking about Lamentations 3 and 21, that his blood, his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Yes, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about regeneration. I'm talking about being born again over and over and over again. Being born from death to life, being made to come alive. The enemy would love to keep us dead. He would love us to be dead inside. That's a, a saying I've heard uh, more frequently than I have uh, in recent years than I have before. People are, I'm just dead inside. I'm over it. And then I even heard one kid say somebody was dead to them. And I was saying, wow, the enemy is trying to win 
by keeping us dead, keeping us numb, keeping us in a constant state of ketosis where we, nothing even matters. We're just kind of walking through aimlessly, walking through like zombies. But that is not what God wants for us. He gives us an opportunity for regeneration. That's a benefit of the blood. If you get in the book, if you get in your Bible, you realize that this is a benefit. You mean to tell me just by his blood sacrifice, the benefit to me is I get to be revived. I get to be renewed. I get to get regenerated. I get to get stirred up. I get to get waking up. I don't have to stay like this. Oh, yes. I see you getting happy in the chat. Yes, this is a benefit for those of us that believe that we are regenerated. We get to experience new life in Christ and we're made to come alive. All right. Number three, the third blood benefit that we have, the third blood benefit that we have is adoption. All right. We're thinking about adoption. So important, especially these days. So many families are adopting. Back in the day, it used to be kind of a hush thing. 70s, 80s, those kind of kids were kind of hush things. You used to be kind of a little bit of ashamed of it, um, depending on who your circle was and who you was around. Because in school, you would get teased about being adopted because it wasn't your real family and this, that and the other. But look at what God does for us. He adopts us. And we're thinking about a simple definition for adoption is a born child that is placed as a son and given the full privileges of sonship. Oh, my God. When I tell you I read that thing and I got excited in my soul, I said, God, I thank you because with adoption comes full privileges. With adoption comes full authority. With adoption becomes full access. With adoption, there are no limits. With adoption, I am the child. I have access to everything that the regular children have access to. And the funny part about this is that they don't even feel like I should have access, but it don't matter because the father says, you are now mine. You now belong to me. You're one of mine. You stand with me. You don't stand behind me. You don't stand off to the side. You stand with me because I have adopted you as mine and I give you full access now. This is good because I want you to know that for many of you or some of us that are watching, you're like, you know what, Lord? I don't understand. Why does this feel like this? Why is this like this? Why is this not happening? I don't feel apart and you got to step back and you're thinking you should step back and God's like, no, 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 no. You move on up. Jump right on out there. Get up there in the front because I adopted you. Here's what God is saying to us tonight. He's made space for you. Even if you feel like you don't belong there, he's made space for you. And it's important. That's a blood benefit that you have, that you're, you're adopted. God made space and he's granted you privileges. All right. Number four, number four. Remember, I have seven of them I have to give you. Here's number four. Sanctification. That's a word that we haven't heard in a while. That's a word that, you know, it, it can be misunderstood. That's a word that had been used by a long time uh, to keep people in some form of bondage. But let me, let me free you tonight. Sanctification. Let, 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 let me give you a brief definition. The setting apart for a particular use or service. All right, let me say that again. Sanctification, the setting apart for a particular use or service. Here's something. Let me free about 30 people in the chat. Sanctification has very little to do with physical appearance. Ooh. If the organization I came from heard me say that, I'd be in trouble. It has very little to do with what you wear. Just because you have a head covering on don't mean that you're a sanctified woman. Just because you have on all, all black suit, black tie, and no colors anywhere doesn't mean you're a sanctified man. 
Gray does not mean sanctified. Brown does not mean sanctified. Black does not mean sanctified. Dull colors do not mean sanctified. Uh, cotton white stockings in the middle of the summer when it's 90 degrees and you stockinged up and you got on two slips, a girdle, a hat, and all this extra stuff on, that does not make you sanctified because you can have all of that on and your heart be terrible. You can have all of that on and your heart not be kind. You can have all of that on and your mouth speaks ills toward people. When you're talking about sanctification, sanctification is when we are set apart. It is an internal decision. A sanctification says, yep, I want to be apart from sin, but close to God. That's a benefit of being in his blood, that you can plead the blood against thoughts that might pull you away from God, and you can make him pull you closer back to him, and you can draw to him as he draws to you. That is sanctification. Again, very little to do with external appearance, but everything to do with internal development from a spiritual perspective. Sanctification, that is a benefit of the blood. Here's one more. Uh, number five, another benefit of, of the blood or a blood benefit we're calling it tonight is perfection. All right. A simple definition. I know, oh, nobody's perfect. And I used to hear this a lot different places. Nobody's perfect. I don't understand. Why does everybody want somebody to be perfect? This, that, and the other. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Just because we are not perfected yet does not mean that we should not be striving for perfection. Does not mean that we should not be seeking for perfection. Does not mean that we should not be pressing towards the mark and the prize of the high calling which are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that we should lose our strive and our press. You're thinking about perfection? Here's a simple definition for perfection. To be complete, to be whole, and to be finished. To be complete, to be whole, and to be finished. How simple is that? Perfection. I just want to be complete. I just, I just want to be whole. I just want to be finished. We, we just had Easter dinner and everybody had come over. All the kids came over and each kid had a dish to make. And Tyrus did his macaroni and cheese and my wife is doing the ham. And, and uh, I think Tyra did drinks, right? Yeah, she didn't have to make much of that. But I, I'm being funny, totally funny. But when Tyrus pulled that macaroni and, and cheese out of the stove, I saw him take it out and he started moving it around, make sure that it was still nice and juicy like he likes it. And then when he went, and that last time when he pulled it out, when it was finally done, he was like, perfect. It's finished. When you think about perfect, that means that you want, you want it to be presented at that time. Complete. That means the work is done inside. When I think about a blood benefit of Jesus Christ, he shed his blood and the work is complete in me. He shed his blood and it's all fixed in me. He shed his blood and it's all done in me. Yeah, I might go back to check it and make sure it's still good temperature, make sure it's ready to be served, but because God sealed it and he shed his blood, I'm perfect. I might have to be checked every now and then. The word is my checker. The word is my guide. The Bible says that it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word gives direction. It gives instructions. And we don't, we don't, we don't run from instruction. We embrace instruction. That's what the word gives us. And as the word gives us instruction, we get excited because we realize, you know what? I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to be complete in him and I'm going to lack nothing. That's the other part of perfection that we have to think about. When you're talking about a blood benefit, we lack nothing. A blood benefit, we lack nothing. Pastor Al has been teaching these last several Saturdays. I think it's been about 
God, I feel like we're going into like almost the third month where he's teaching on the prodigal son. He's teaching on the benefits that we have as king's kids, the benefits that we have as sons of Christ, the benefits that we have. And he's been given both perspectives from both children, but he's been really been talking about the benefit that we don't have to lack. We lack nothing. How is it that a blood sacrifice can make sure that we lack nothing? That's how God is. It's a benefit of the shed blood. All right. Number six, let me give you number six. Number six, glorification, all right? So we're talking about a blood benefit is glorification. And a short definition of glorification is to render or esteem honorable. Majestic brightness and outshining beauty. Majestic brightness and outshining beauty. When you're thinking about that glorious when you think about glorious, you think about pleasant. When you think about glorious, you're thinking about inviting. You think about glorious, you think about peace. You think about glorious, you think about all the things that represent our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to esteem honorable, glorious, wonderful, marvelous. That's what we call Jesus. That's a benefit of his bloodshed for us, that we are his sons, that we shall be like him, that we not only will we see him as he is, but we have the benefit of being like he is, the benefit of being, the benefit of copying, the benefit of replicating to be Christ-like, to show him, to show him through us to the world. That's the blood benefit, to be glorious. When you're thinking about also glorification, you think about it should be pleasant to be around you because you represent the Savior. People should want to be in your presence because you represent the Savior. It should be glory. There should be a peace that is there with you and where you are and even in your dwelling. My daughter oft, often says when she comes over, um, sometimes she's like, is y'all room open? Like, yes, Tyra, what's up? She said, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm just going to go get in y'all bed. It's so peaceful in y'all room. It's so peaceful in y'all bed. I'm going to lay down in it. No doubt. Ne never fails. Every time Tyra comes, she go upstairs in the room. We downstairs with Brendan. You, an hour go by, two hours go by, Tyra upstairs in the bed, sleep at our house. And I was saying that, you know why? Because we keep the presence of the Lord in our home. We keep the presence of the Lord in our, in our room. We keep the presence of the Lord where we spend our time. And we are very intentional about that because we need the glory of the Lord to be resting with us. While we're resting, we need to be able to sleep well at night. We need to be able to rest well. And the only way that can happen is the glory of the Lord being there. The blood benefit is that he's glorious and his glory can work through us. That's a blood benefit. Let me give you number seven, that last blood benefit. While I, while I wrap up, the, the last blood benefit that I'm going to talk about tonight is salvation. Number seven, salvation. That blood benefit is salvation. We're thinking about salvation. Uh, a, a quick definition is to be made whole, to be safe, preserved from destruction. When you're thinking about salvation, you think about being preserved from destruction. Salvation, preserved from destruction. Salvation, preserved. Salvation, hope. Salvation, eternal security. Salvation, I can spend the rest of my life with Jesus after I've crossed over to the other side. I'll begin a whole new life with him. 
When you're talking about uh, when you talk about salvation, you're talking about something to look forward to. Oh my God, you've saved me. Yes, I'm looking forward to spending eternity with you. And it's unfortunate that we only speak about you know salvation and we only speak about living with Christ and the blessed hope of Christ when there's death involved. Oh yeah, they're gonna spend eternity with Jesus. Or when someone is really sick. But when the living can get excited about that salvation, that eternal security, when those of us who are living and doing well and breathing and on the treadmill and, and able to be on, on all kind, participate in all kinds of sports and we're at our Beth house and we're running without limits and we're doing whatever, this is the time to be excited. Yep, I'm saved because I'm going to live again. I'm saved because this is a promise that's to me. I'm saved because it's a benefit of the shed blood and the finished work of Christ on the cross. That's what it's about tonight. That's what I'm excited about. Yep, there's a blood benefit for me. I'm saved. I'm preserved. So important. Preserved from destruction of the enemy. Preserved mental destruction, emotional destruction, financial destruction. Anything that the enemy tries to touch, I'm preserved from that. God puts a hedge of protection around me because I said yes to him, because I've yielded to him, because I've surrendered to him. And this is the hope that I get excited about. It's a blessed hope. It's what I look forward to the most. Yeah, I ain't dying. I ain't nervous. I'm not scared to go nowhere. But I'm telling you one thing. I'm excited because I'm working so that when I live, I can live again. When I die, I can live again. But as I'm living... I'm secure in knowing that God saved me, huh? that his power is working in me, that his power is going to work through me, and that it is in him that I can live, move, and have my being. And tonight, I'm excited about the blood benefits. When you're thinking about the blood, it's like, oh my God, we excited. What can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other help I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let's pray tonight. God, we thank you so much because there's no shortage of your word. And God, we realize that according to your word, that it won't return void. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for benefits. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for raising yourself from the dead. Thank you so much for giving us access to life and life more abundantly. Now, God, someone has heard this word tonight and their faith is stirred. They were saying, man, what? Wow, I was down on myself. Wow, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Wow, I didn't realize that. But God, help them now. Stir up the hunger and the thirst to go deep into your word and learn of all of the benefits that you have for us there. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we all say together, amen. Won't you type that in the chat? Amen, amen, amen. I pray that you have enjoyed the word of the Lord tonight. There are some blood benefits. I just gave you seven. There's so many more blood benefits in the scripture, but those are just seven I wanted to leave you with tonight. Listen, we are offering foundations on this coming Saturday. We want you to hop online and make sure that you register. It's a virtual class, so you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home. Or if you're at work and this is your break time, you have to work this weekend, you are more than welcome to get connected with us. Hop on the link. Someone's dropping it in the chat right now for you to register 
for our foundations class. It's a six-week class. Different pastors will teach different areas. We'll go through Christ's word, fellowship, witnessing. We'll go through all of it. We want you to be a part of it. So starting this Saturday at 10 a.m., we want you to join us for foundations. If you have been here these last couple of weeks, you know the presence of the Lord is moving big here in our room. And our senior pastor has been dropping a word that has just been absolutely ridiculous. Our faith is stirred. Faith to conquer death is what he's been talking about. I want to encourage you to make your way to the house of God on Sunday, 10 a.m. Uh, Old Kids Ministry opens at 945. We are ready for you to see you on Sunday morning. If you have not made a pledge already, I want to encourage you tonight to make your pledge. Give to Victory Park. If you're just hopping on right now, you're like, oh my God, I missed my opportunity to give. No, you didn't. That QR code is on the screen right now. You can give to the work of the kingdom. And I promise you, as you give to the work of the kingdom, the Lord is sure to bless you. The vision is big. The vision is great. The vision needs you. It needs me. It needs us. Make sure you give to the vision tonight. I'm going to pray and uh, we're going to go. Father, we thank you so much again for your word tonight that gives strength, instruction, and clarity. God, those who are giving in this moment right now, we're asking that you will make sure that they have more than enough overflow and abundance. We speak those things into their lives right now. We thank you for new business deals. We thank you for open doors. We thank you for Thursday favor. We thank you for Friday favor. We thank you for Saturday favor. We thank you for favor every day of the week. God, unexplained, God, just as a result of us being sons, we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. We all type together, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I will see you on Sunday.